I'm excited to welcome you to Live Healthy Naturally, a podcast about how to get healthy and stay healthy naturally. I'm Dr. Samya Shridhar. You can find us on all major podcast hosts, including Google, Apple, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our second episode of this year's Live Healthy Naturally, our interview series. Today, I am excited to interview Rebecca. She is such a wonderful, amazing, fun person to be around. I've had the honor of getting to know her and helping her in some ways as well. And so I'm going to get her to start talking about her experience with her health and the journey to health from her struggle with psoriasis. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, how are you? I am doing fantastic, my dear. How are you? I'm good. Really good. Thank you. Awesome. So would you please tell us more about, you know, where you're from, what do you do, a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I am originally from California. Okay. Moved to Texas about 13 years ago with my family and we live in McKinney now. Okay. Yeah. You're my neighbor. Yes. Yes, I am your neighbor. <laughs> so, were you born and raised in California? Yes. Oh, which part? Yeah. Southern California. Lived in Manhattan Beach just before moving here. Okay. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that you were actually born and raised yeah. in California. Yeah. Okay. A native wow. family there, everything. All right. So, how was your childhood in California? Like, you know, what was your experience with taking care of your own body? Like, you know, um, oh, it was, it was great. Uh, growing up in Southern California was wonderful. I mean, you know, our weather was wonderful. Uh, I lived close to the beach, so I was always at the beach. Mm-hmm. That was the fun time. Oh, Lots to do. I feel envious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was wonderful. You know, at the time when I was growing up, uh, suburbia was, you know, being created. So I lived in a large suburban area, oh, beautiful. you know, next to golf courses, lots of sunshine. Mm-hmm. It, it was a great, great childhood. That's wonderful. Yeah. And how was your health during your childhood? Did you get sick often? Did you go to the doctors often? Well, you know, I would say every year mm-hmm. I would get a sore throat. Okay. Like a sore throat, ear infection, nose infection, almost like a respiratory infection mm-hmm. every year that I can recall. Okay. You know, it just always happened. And I didn't necessarily get to go to the doctor. My mother liked to just uh, say, there's no need to go to the doctor. And she used to make this concoction when we were sick of uh, black tea with honey and lemon. And then she'd throw raisins in it and make a big tall glass and we would have to drink it. So did she actually cook the raisins with the tea or did she just uh, yes. throw the raisins off? Yes, she she, she did. She cooked the raisins. Uh-huh. Honestly, I really didn't like it. Uh-huh. It was uh <laughs> she used to serve it in a big tall glass and I used to see those raisins floating mm-hmm. and I knew I just don't want to drink it. But <laughs> I did because I had to. Uh-huh. Occasionally I remember a doctor's visit. Mm-hmm. But it was nothing that my mother did. Okay. If we were sick, we just had to get over it, and, and that was that. So it was black tea, raisins boiled in it, and then lemon juice added to it, and, and honey. honey. Yes. Okay, so maybe in this case, a local raw honey would be fantastic. Yes. I mean, the great thing about that is what your mom did, you know, whether she did it knowingly or unknowingly, is that that was actually, that's a perfect, coats your throat. 
it soothes your throat. So even if you're coughing, it will actually coat it so that it's not irritated and inflamed. So it's anti-inflammatory. It soothes inflammation. It actually also protects you from all kinds of viruses, bacteria. It kind of quenches that it doesn't allow for them to proliferate. So, I mean, what she did was really strep, uh, you know, strep throat treatment without even probably realizing that that's what she was doing. But there are so many effective remedies like that. Yeah, and you know, for me as a kid, it was just all I re- all I remember right. is the floating raisins, yes. and oh no, I have to drink or concoction. I don't want to. But it, you know, all of us had to do that in yeah. the family. So, and she could store it for a little bit of time, or did she make it fresh every? She time? She made it fresh every time. Perfect. As you're saying that, and that's how it is, right? When we are children, we don't really realize the value of any of those things. But it's wonderful that she actually had that wisdom. My mom, when I was growing up, she used to actually, I don't know if you've ever heard of neem. It's an herb. Um, it's actually a plant or a tree. It has really, really bitter leaves, bitter flowers, and bitter seeds. And every part of it was used as actually medicine in India. Uh, stems from that tree was used for brushing uh, your teeth. Oh, wow. So what they would do is they'd actually just make it, uh, like, you know, kind of cut it up. And at the end of it, they'll just make it like a brush by, you know, pushing it hard. So it'll kind of become bristles. And then they use that for that. And it's antifungal, antibacterial. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, but that leaf, also extremely bitter. I mean, extremely bitter, right? When you're a child, who likes bitter things? Nobody. Nobody does. But my mom, every three months, she used to actually make a kind of a paste out of the, those leaves. And she'll make us have... A small little ball, um, the size of maybe like a penny, but a ball. And she'll actually make us take three of those balls um, for three days. And it's so amazing. I just talked about uh, recently on our Facebook Live about, you know, spring cleansing. So it's March 18th is spring cleansing. And that's a very good time for spring cleansing of our bodies. So what she would do is every three months, Around the full moon, she would actually give those neem balls. And you would have to take it for three days. Okay, so the day before of full moon, the day off, and the day after. And then she would actually give us castor oil with warm water. Oh my God. I mean, talk about awful tasting things in life. <laughs> the castor oil was another thing my, my mother would have us do. Exactly. Yeah. Because they knew that gut is where your health starts. If your gut isn't cleansed on a regular basis, you are going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. Mm-hmm. And my mom did not know any of these things as the science behind it or what it did. None of those things. She just knew that she had to do this once every few months to the kids so that they are staying healthy. And that's about it. And so we would actually have to drink it. And my sister used to run around the house. I'm not kidding. <laughs> like for my mom to give her that ball of neem. It was so horrible. She would be just running around. And my mom is like yelling and screaming. It was like a whole charade that <laughs> takes place at that point in time. And I would be like, okay, mom, just put it down. I'll just drink it. I have to do it anyways. What's the point of fighting it, right? Right. right. So I would just take it. But I'm so grateful for my mom and the wisdom that came from many generations that actually kept me healthy, really, yeah, as a child. Right. So that's awesome. I, I love that story about your mom doing that. And then what happens? Were you healthy throughout after that, your pregnancies, you know, your adulthood? Well, in um, my pregnancy, which was discovered that I actually had a uterine fibroid. Oh. Although I never had issues 
with the uterine fibroid. Mm -hmm. It was just when I got pregnant that they discovered it. And all of a sudden there was this panic, like, okay, okay, we have to watch it. So at that point in time, I had an herbalist Mm -hmm. that I used to go to. And I I went to her in my early 20s and got familiar with Mm -hmm. natural medicine, herbs, and whatever. She was actually an iridologist. Okay. She helped me just feel better. Okay. And when I got pregnant and I saw how everybody was panicking that I had this fibroid, I went and looked for her again. And I found her and she just said, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. She goes, well, you're, you're going to have a natural pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. So she started giving me things to take. Okay. And we monitored the fibroid because at one point they said, you know, the fibroid is vascular mm-hmm. and it fights the baby. It didn't happen. Okay. Uh, the baby got bigger. Okay. And the fibroid, she just pushed the fibroid aside. So then the panic was, oh, you're probably going to have to have a C-section. There's uh-huh. no way you're going to be able to have this baby natural. Well, the baby slid into position. Mm-hmm. And, of course, at the last minute, I didn't get the opportunity to go to a class mm-hmm. with a bunch of other mothers. So at a certain point, we decided we're going to hire a birth coach. Wow. So Right. So she came to the house. She spoke to my husband and I. And uh, asked us what our fears were. Mm-hmm. Like, what are, what, are, what are your concerns? What are your fears? And my fear was that my husband was going to pass out and leave me by myself. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I would not be there for me. And he said, well, I don't know what it's like. And I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So she was great. She just said, okay, now I know how to help you both. And uh, she told me, I will never offer you any drugs. She mm-hmm. goes, I'm going to take you through labor and everything will be fine. And it was. Wow. So uh, it was another one of those things in the hospital where, I mean, I got there, I was nine centimeters. So everybody rushed around to get me ready. And I had her out in six pushes. Wow. Yeah. All Isn't natural. Wonderful. Yeah. I was just talking about this in the last podcast about how I didn't know that. When I moved to this country, because I was new here, you know, I got pregnant in a few years, but I had no idea that there was such a thing as midwives here. Oh. I didn't know. I didn't know that there were people who could do those kinds of things. And it's so wonderful that you actually had all that and you didn't panic when they actually said that you had a uterine fiber that was vascular and all of that, which is the most common thing to do. Most people, the moment somebody says something could happen to your child, it's not going to grow and so on and so forth, people immediately panic, right? Because... They don't even think about their own health. They immediately want their health of the baby, which is understandable. But at the same time, is it really for the health of the baby is another question that we need to ask, which we don't. We just go by whatever the experts say, which is that, oh, that's it. You know, this means that we have to do this, do that or whatever, right? You know, we have to have a C-section and we go by that. But I love that you actually didn't listen to what the experts had to say and, you know, kind of trusted your own intuition. Yeah. And I remember, I remember the doctor, he he was pretty by the book mm-hmm. and uh, I never told him I was going to ah. a naturopath because he told me point blank when I brought it up just to kind of see if he was open to the idea he said, a natural doctor is not going to help you with this. Right. And right then I said, okay, well, that's all I'm going to share. So it was pretty funny because between my, my iridologist and then my labor coach, mm-hmm. uh, it was very successful. Aww. I mean, the doctor 
got there, I think, on the third push mm. because there was not enough time. Okay. I got, I, I had her in an hour after wow. getting to the hospital. That is so wonderful. you're not going to remember anything. And I remembered everything. I was never nasty to my husband. Mm -hmm. It was like, okay, is this it? Is this it? <laughs> and the next thing I know, there she was. So what was interesting is I was able to feel the fibroid mm -hmm. because the nurse came and got my hand and said, do you want to feel it? Mm -hmm. And that, it, that was interesting to mm -hmm. me to be able to do that. Shortly after, I want to say about two years after, I did okay. have it removed. I went to a fertility doctor, mm -hmm. though because I felt like a regular OBGYN would not take care mm. of that area like a fertility doctor okay. would. Okay. So I did end up getting it removed. Mm -hmm. I was glad I did. Mm -hmm. I felt so much better afterwards. Yes. You know. No, but that's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that it is honestly speaking, your story is not the common story. A lot of people don't know that, especially when there is some kind of complication. It's very, very normal for it to go c-section route and, and right. then they'll also remove the fiber at the same time and so on and so forth but i'm glad that that was not how your experience was your birth was beautiful yeah something that you can always hold on to right because right. our experiences are our life pretty much and so if we have some amazing experiences like where your birth is beautiful you know the birth of the baby is beautiful and you can tell that story for a long time it is such an amazing thing. So I'm so glad that you got that story because it's not many people's story. Yes, Let me tell yes, you that. <laughs> yes. And then after that, so were you actually a mother who was taking care of your child naturally? Like because you were so Yes, acute. of course. That's yeah, what I of figured. course. Yeah. You know, I nursed her. I, I, I tease her now because I said... If I never broke you from, from nursing, I'd probably still be nursing her. <laughs> she took to it very quickly. Mm -hmm. And so I nursed her till she was probably about almost, you know, 18 months, mm -hmm. you know, qu mm -hmm. quite a bit. And then I steamed vegetables for her. Mm -hmm. I would put them in little Ziplocs mm -hmm. and put them in the fridge mm -hmm. so she could go pick what she wants. But mm -hmm. yeah, I was, I was an all natural mom. Awesome. See, that's yeah. again, another yeah. thing that I love. And our mothers or fathers give us that, then I think we actually give it to the next generation, right? So it's easier to pass it on when we know something from our own parents. If we had no idea of that, and if our mothers themselves were super scared of every little thing and they were constantly running to the doctor and only listening to that, then we wouldn't have any of that knowledge and we will do exactly the same thing. So I right. love that, right. that your mom kind of set you up for that so you could right. do that for your child. So then what happened? Tell me about your own health journey after. Well, after I had the fibroid removed, I mean, I was, I was fine. My health, you know, I, I wasn't ever really a sickly person at all. I was a vegetarian for a large number of years mm -hmm. until really a few years before I got pregnant. And then we made the journey to Texas mm -hmm. and I started to notice that my feet were dry, like never before dry. Mm -hmm. And I would go to the doctor and just mention, you know, my feet are really dry. Mm -hmm. And the response I got was, welcome to Texas. Okay. And I thought, okay, well, that's not helping at uh -huh. all, but whatever. So over the years, I just noticed it getting drier. Then they started to crack. Mm -hmm. it, it was not normal, mm -hmm. what I would describe as my normal. Right. So one year, my husband and I, we did a family vacation to the Bahamas. Mm -hmm. I noticed on the trip back, when I looked at the palms of my hands, if, if you ever pour a soda mm -hmm. in a glass and you see all the bubbles... Uh -huh. That's what it looked like under my skin. Oh, wow. It looked like 
I had bubbles under my skin. Okay. And then it looked like they were coming to the surface, and then my the palms of my hands started to peel. Oh, wow. Well, I thought I caught something uh-huh. in the Bahamas. Uh-huh. I thought, oh, I you know, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't have swam in that cove. Mm-hmm. I, I was not sure what was going on. Uh-huh. It scared me enough to go to the doctor. Right. So I went to a dermatologist. He looked at it, and he just said, it's psoriasis. Mm. And I'm like, what's psoriasis? Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, it's hereditary. Mm. And I started to think, well, I don't remember any of my family members, my brothers, my sister, my parents, mm-hmm. or even my grandparents having mm. anything like this. Mm-hmm. So the fix was, this is what he said to me, what we need to do is figure out what medicines are going to work for you. Mm. Again, because I had experience success with mm naturopathic medicine, mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, I'm not, I'm not sure about this. Mm-hmm. So he started to give me different mm-hmm. pills, which mm-hmm. I started to take. And sometimes they worked, but then maybe just a week mm-hmm. or a couple weeks. And then the next time I'd go back to him, he would switch. Okay. Well, this happened maybe four different times. Okay. And then... The and over a period of how long? Uh, I would say probably a good six months. Okay. Okay. And then... One time he switched a pill. The next day I felt like I couldn't even get out of bed. And I just thought, okay, you know what? I'm done. Meanwhile, my feet still started. Now they started to peel mm. in a way that was not a normal sloughing off of dead skin. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. I noticed the skin starting to get blotchy. Mm. And I just felt there's something mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. Then at that point, uh, we moved actually from Frisco to McKinney Mm -hmm. and I was really busy with work during that move. All of a sudden my ankles swelled like abnormally large Mm -hmm. and it became very concerning. Mm -hmm. And I thought there is something wrong with me and I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. And I went to a different dermatologist. Mm -hmm. There's nothing more frightening than to go to a doctor and you look at the doctor's face and you know that they don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. It's like you just know they don't have any clue what it is. Mm-hmm. And at that point, this dermatologist wanted to do a biopsy. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel, I thought that was extreme. Mm-hmm. It's like, A, you don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but you want to take a biopsy mm-hmm. of it. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm not, I'm not sure about that. Mm-hmm. So I always ask when I don't feel confident mm-hmm. in what they're telling me, mm-hmm. I always say, is there a conservative approach that we can take today? Mm-hmm. And she said to me, okay, I said, I'll come back. I'm not saying I won't do the biopsy, mm-hmm. but I'll come back. Mm-hmm. But can you give me something to just calm this down? Mm-hmm. So she gave me a steroid cream and she, I I can't remember, some other medication. And within a matter of 18 hours, Mm -hmm. uh, 70% of my ankles like calmed down Mm -hmm. and the redness went away. And it was like, whoa, this is good. Mm -hmm. However, I knew there was a deeper issue. Right. I just didn't know what it was. So I was referred to a doctor in Plano, mm-hmm. who I, I went in, I made the appointment, went in. Was it a rheumatologist? Not no. a dermatologist? Was, he actually was a live blood analysis doctor. Oh, 
So your dermatologist referred you to no, this no, doctor? No, no, no. It wasn't a dermatologist. It was a friend of mine. Oh, oh okay, That okay, knew okay. that okay. I was look, looking for somebody that could get to the deeper issue, preferably okay. a naturopathic okay, okay. doctor of some kind. So I was referred to this clinic, and I went there. Mm-hmm. And I had done live blood analysis 20 years ago in okay. Los Angeles when it was just starting. So I had an idea of what it was. Uh-huh. So I thought, okay, you know what? Let, let's go. Right. I, I'm, I'm open to, mm-hmm. to any other type of solution. So I went to his clinic and for two hours he took me through. He did blood samples. Mm-hmm. And at that point from 20 years ago, the equipment was so much better. Right. And I knew deep down when he looked at, when we were looking at the blood and then he went further in with the microscopes mm-hmm. to really look at the blood. And I saw these black little dots Mm -hmm. dancing and I just, I knew it. I Mm -hmm. knew in my gut, I didn't know what it was, but I knew that's not normal. Right. So basically at the end of the day, he told me the reason this is all happening Mm -hmm. is he said really bad, poor gut health. Mm -hmm. In addition to really bad, poor gut health, I had quite a few parasites. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody ever wants to talk about that. Who wants to talk about parasites? Right. But and especially here in the United States, it's almost considered that people don't have parasites in developed countries. People only have them in underdeveloped countries or developing countries, which is actually a myth because everybody, you know, can have parasites. There is nobody that is going to be completely free of them. So even eating rare meat can actually give you parasites. It's not necessarily just, you know, coming from walking on this you know sewer or something like right right so a lot of people don't know that but this was when like which year was this and what clinic was this what was the name of the doctor unfortunately dr duncan was hit pretty badly by a vehicle wow and uh broke his back his legs his yeah he was pretty bad and he had to close his practice oh my god so here i am that's such a loss though it was a really bad loss because he had people visiting his clinic from around the world of course and i met them Mm -hmm. you know as i started to go through his protocols Mm -hmm. he had a lot of treatments at his clinic which Mm -hmm. made it very unique Mm -hmm. and i started to get better Mm -hmm. i was taking herbs Mm -hmm. i was uh, doing the different remedies Mm -hmm. and he told me me when I walked in with the creams Mm -hmm. that I had he says throw those out Mm -hmm. then I had Mm flare-ups and he would say that's because the psoriasis wants out Mm -hmm. and he always went back it's your gut health once you get rid of the parasites Mm -hmm. so he took me through the process and I saw huge improvement Mm -hmm. huge improvement then he gets hit by a car then his clinic dissolves and I'm like oh my gosh Mm -hmm. and I start to see the psoriasis come back Mm -hmm. And then I was referred to you Mm. by a friend who read some article or something. She goes, hey, I wanted to tell you about this lady. Mm -hmm. And she gave me your name. Well, I remember it was right after New Year's, a couple years ago. I would say it was two years ago. And I had a Mm flare-up, and I just called. I remember... So how long after... Um, you stopped seeing Dr. Duncan that your symptoms started getting worse before you contacted me. I, I would say about three, four months. Three, four months. Yeah. Okay. And then and how long were you under the treatment of Dr. Duncan? For probably about four months. Four months. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, I went from everything 
calming down to now I could, I could, I knew I still needed to take the herbs. Mm -hmm. I knew I still needed to do, but I had no access right. to that. I right. didn't know. I mean, I would try and investigate, but I wasn't a doctor. Right. I didn't have access to, right. to certain things. So I called your office and I remember the gal who answered the phone and I said, look, I have a flare up. Mm -hmm. I have it. And she was so nice. Mm -hmm. She says, okay, I completely understand. And she got me in to see you right mm -hmm. away. That's when I started my journey with you. Mm -hmm. And you kind of just picked up right where he left off and focused more on my diet. Right. Uh, the diet was part of it, mm -hmm. but not as intense mm -hmm. as your diet. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was maybe a good transition mm -hmm. <laughs> to go from eating whatever I wanted, you know, drinking wine, doing whatever to, okay, I can only have steamed vegetables. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Remember that? Because, I mean, I remember when you came in, you were actually pretty much was an emergency appointment, I remember, yeah. because we didn't really have anything immediately available. So they had to move a few patients to get you in, get, we could see you immediately because the, you know, my assistant at that time, she was like, you know, we need to get her and she's really in, you know, I mean, she's in so much pain. She's in tears talking about it. We want to get her in as soon as possible. And of course, you know, we try to do as much as we can. So when I saw you the first time, to be honest with you, I have never seen skin flaring up that badly ever before. And I had been in practice for 16 years by that point in time. Wow. Yeah. That was the first time I had seen like pretty much head to toe, you were like flaking and red. Well, and that was, the, I had never flared up like that. Uh -huh. I had never flared yes. up yes. like that before. And when that scared me yes. and I just thought it, it was, I don't think what people understand about psoriasis is it's painful. Mm -hmm. it is. It, it's like, you can tell, tell somebody it's painful, but it's a pain that never goes away. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I saw you, I could tell how much pain you were in because you were just red swollen up mm -hmm. and flaking all over and as I was looking at you I can see how much pain you'd be in because I mean if you have a small wound that's actually swollen and red it's painful enough if you have it all over your body right it's not even like imaginable and that's one of the reasons why I had to put you on something that was radical which was you know like a steamed vegetable diet for 21 days straight but what happened in 21 days well I started to improve yes. and I'll tell you you had me on that for four months. Yes, I did. Four months. And I remember being so happy that I made it through day 21. And then you go, okay, another 21 days. Yes. And it was like, what? Yes. Um, so it forced me to get creative. Yes. I mean, I am cre a creative person yes. and I got creative in the kitchen. Yes. I, you know, I could prepare a steamed broccoli many different ways, many yes. different combinations <laughs> with different vegetables. I remember one of the things you said to me is, when you go to the store and you get all your vegetables, then what I want you to do is look at your cart and go back and get all the ones that you didn't take. And I'm like, oh my gosh, seriously? I remember when you yes. said that. The other thing is I couldn't have any fruit. Right. So my body went through some pretty drastic detoxing mm -hmm. from fats, yes. sugar, yes. dairy. Yes. Because it's just... In our food. Yes. You so know. much of it. We don't even so realize. Much. Yes. So much of it. But you know, I have to commend you for that. Because one, you came to me in such a extreme flair that I had never seen prior to that. And despite that, you didn't just throw in the towel and say, okay, let me just lather myself with steroids. 
you actually came to find another naturopath who could do this to heal you. I mean, that really requires so much of internal strength. Well, here's what I know. Throughout my life, it was always the natural way mm -hmm. that got me to independence. Yes. I couldn't imagine every time I used the steroid cream, it worked. Mm -hmm. But the minute I was out of it, right. it came back with yes. a vengeance. Yes. It didn't come back a little bit. Yes. It came back a lot. It's like, what is in my body that is it needs to come out yes. that it's using my skin yes. as the way to do it. Yes, and you're right. You're absolutely right because that's how it is. When your body is trying to say something to us by, you know, the skin problems or gut problems, anything, it is really the language that our body speaks to tell us something is wrong. But when we don't listen or when we don't really go after the cause of the problem, but we only go after the effect of the problem, it's going to keep telling us that there is a problem. Right. So I didn't want to be dependent mm -hmm. on a medication. Yes. I just didn't. It's yes. like, this is not how I was born. Mm -hmm. I didn't believe that it was hereditary because mm -hmm. nobody in my family had it. Right. So what did I do or what have I not done right. to get myself back to that place? Yes. It was interesting because it just all started to calm down. Mm -hmm. I lost weight. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, it, you know, there is no magic pill. There yes. is no magic way of eating. It's just keep it simple yes. and the weight just falls off. Yes. I made it to my high school weight, mm -hmm. you know, which mm -hmm. is kind of funny, but it really, I went through some healing crisis, yes. you know, once my body got the nutrients mm -hmm. that it needed, my body knew what to do. Yes. It knew to purge and purge yes. and purge. So when I was able to add fruits mm -hmm. and I was able to add some grains, mm -hmm. it was fine. Yes. You know, it wasn't complicated. Yes. I think we have a tendency to complicate things because we believe that we need to and yes. we don't. And also see nowadays, especially because there's so much information out there about food and all the different, you know, food groups and things like that. Now, what people do is they're like, oh, I need to have this much amount of protein. And, you know, I, again, commend you for actually listening to my recommendations, listening to my advice and doing it. Because people actually sometimes get caught up in what they think they know without realizing what their body needs, which is two different things. Because we can actually believe what we need versus what you really need. Right. <laughs> you know, that's one of the reasons why we also go to someone because they can actually see us from outside objectively and say some things that we need. And if we don't get caught up in our belief system of what is good for me and listen to things. And I always say, don't believe me. See whether it works. Yeah. Right. Don't right. believe me. You don't have to ever believe me at all because it's not a faith that is blind. You just do it and see what happens. And I remember 21 days later when you came, all of the redness had pretty much gone away except for on your ankles and your yes, wrists. That was, yeah, you're absolutely yes. right. That The body inflammation, the skin, yes. uh, uh, that went completely away. Just in 21 days. Just right? in 21 days. And that's how powerful that is. And that's something that I often tell people that when your body, when you do what is needed for your body, your body will actually do what is needed to be done. Yeah, it was weird because I knew that because uh -huh. I had experienced it before. Right. But 
we constantly need to be reminded. Yes, because there's so much of noise outside yeah. that actually keeps telling us that no, you know, eat everything. And there's commercials for all kinds of new restaurants and new fast food places that comes up. And Even you know, on the on the healthier side yes. of the platform, there's yes. a bunch of new products. Yes. And I think what the takeaway for me was really the oils. Mm -hmm. I didn't really realize, you know, yes. because again, oh, coconut oil is good. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, olive oil is really healthy. Yes. Walnut oil is great. Yes. But even eliminating the oils, yes. I saw a difference. Yes. Dairy was huge for me. Yes. Eliminating dairy was just huge. And of course, sugar. Yes. So what was interesting is I started to add things back in. Mm -hmm. I could actually feel yes. the difference. Yes. And even today, I already know if I eat something that I know mm -hmm. I, it is not the best for me, yes. I feel it. Yes. And equally, when I say, okay, this is what I'm going to do this week, mm -hmm. I feel the benefits of it. Yes. So we're in control. Yes, we are. Always. We're in control. Always. And the great thing about it is that it's not that, you know, something is healthy, something is not healthy. Some, I mean, yes, there are certain principles that are basic for everybody, that certain foods are inflammatory. If you eat those things a lot, you're going to be in trouble, period. But there are some foods that may be healthy for somebody, but they may not be healthy for you at this point in time with this condition. So all right. of that needs to be considered when somebody is, you know, eating foods as well. Like even recently, I had somebody who inquired and asked about, you know, I eat healthy already. You don't need to tell me what I need to eat. And I said, well, we don't do things like that because you may think what you're eating is healthy, but do you, I mean, if you're still struggling with problem, obviously there's something that's affecting you and food because you actually put that three times or four times in your body every day, it may actually have the largest impact on your health than you think. So I'm like, no, I'm going to actually have to check everything that you're eating and see if it is actually conducive for your health at this point in time. It's right. not whether it's healthy or not. So we need to kind of let go of those ideas and beliefs as well as to what we believe is healthy for us or what, you know, healthy is for everybody. Right. And I mean, I went through calming the inflammation to then detoxing. Yes. And it was, you know, the detox state is different for everyone. Yes. And the the way my body chose to detox at this point in my life was different than any other time I had experienced a mm -hmm. detox. Mm -hmm. I want to experience my my grandkids. Yes. So I want to be able to be around and be healthy yes. for that. Yes. And it's a choice. Yes. So the great day for me was when my ankles were no longer. That was the last. Yes. The hands cleared up pretty pretty quickly. Yes. But it was the ankles yes. that took a while. Yes. And when I noticed, wow, they haven't been swollen in a week. Mm -hmm. Oh, they haven't been swollen in a month. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. It was just a matter of the texture of the skin getting yes. softer yes. that I began to go, oh my gosh, I'm on the other side. Yes. It took two years. Yes of discipline. Yes. Was I perfect the entire time? No. Yes. But and that's okay. I knew what I needed to do. Yes. And I finally got to the other side. So I have a great deal of empathy for anybody who has psoriasis mm -hmm. or eczema mm -hmm. or any kind of skin disorder. Or any other autoimmune condition because psoriasis is an autoimmune condition. And that's the reason why, you know, many a times people will be referred to a rheumatologist who actually, you know, deals with immuno immunological problems. But one thing about that you just mentioned about your ankles being the last thing is because that's the first place where it started really, your feet. And because right. of that, and that is how natural 
uh, cure happens. It always finishes up the first place that it started out. Right. So that's how it works. So that is the reason why it took that long. And that is just the way it always works. First symptoms will go away the last. And the last symptoms that they got will be the first symptoms to go away because it is actually always following the reverse rule of cure. And that's when you know you're actually healed if it's actually doing opposite, like, you know, when you put a steroid, everything will just calm down at the same right. time. That's not really healing or cure. Correct. When things actually happen like this and cure is always gradual. It never happens like that. Even though things will calm down, they won't go away immediately because things have been accumulating for years before we actually even get to that point of curing it. So which means that now healing it is going to take some time as well. And I know that, you know, cure is a word that you cannot use anymore. Right, Even though right. it's crazy. It's crazy to me, honestly, that you cannot use that word. And I'm like, what happened? Why did we take it out of the dictionary? Right. But I mean, I still use it quite regularly because that is what it is. When you do the things right, your body cures itself. It heals itself. It really does. And so you're just another example of that, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I know people that have it. I see people that have it. Mm -hmm. And it's about the discipline. Mm -hmm. I think our society wants a quick fix. Mm -hmm. I think we all believe there's a magic pill. Right. And there isn't. And it's pretty basic principles. Yes. You just have to do it. Yes. It's a matter of doing it. Is it inconvenient to go out with a bunch of people to eat at a restaurant while they're having all the things that aren't right for you? Mm -hmm. yes. yes. But can it prevent you from going? No. Yes. You go and you just do the best you can. Yes. Order a vegetable salad yes. or a side dish yes. and water, yes. you know, pure yes. water. Yes. It doesn't prevent you from enjoying your life. But in the long term, you do have the ability to heal. Yes. Yeah. And one of the things that I do want you to also, you know, I mean, something that I want to tell you is that that definitely requires a lot of strength and courage. I applaud you for that because you have it within you. And that is something that you need to honor and appreciate and celebrate about yourself because this is not about just psoriasis. This is not about, you know, a practitioner. This is about you and what you are capable of and what you are taking away from this as well for the rest of your life. Yes. Thank you for that. Absolutely. And honestly, uh, the two people who benefited quite a bit from this were my husband mm -hmm. and my daughter mm -hmm. because they saw, of course, during COVID, this right. was all happening during COVID. Right. So we were all together and I simply said to my husband, you're either going to be cooking for yourself or you're going to be eating what I eat. Right. And he, he needed a couple of days to think about it. But he said, no, okay, I'll eat what you eat. Mm -hmm. And he ended up losing 50 pounds. He ended up, you know, physically feeling better. Mm -hmm. And my daughter, the same. She mm -hmm. lost weight. Her skin cleared up her acne and mm -hmm. all of that. And it was great for me to mm -hmm. be able to say to my daughter, I really want you to pay attention to what's going on with me yes. and know that if anything remotely similar ever happens to you, you have mm -hmm. the ability to do this yes. and take care of oh, it. Oh, that is wonderful. Yeah. That's a great lesson. Yeah. I, I love that you actually shared that with your daughter because, yeah, many a times they kind of get caught up in the whirlwind of uh, what life brings now and what is being told constantly that, I mean, again, psoriasis really is considered as an incurable disease. Right. And it's an autoimmune disease. So which means that you just have to be on medications for the rest of your life, you know, infusions or whatever. It doesn't matter what medications, but you just have to be on medication. That's what is the conventional wisdom. Right. That tells people that all the time. And here we are, we see people actually healing from all of these things. And I often say this because it's true that we as practitioners can only 
tell you what we have experienced and what we have seen. Like if I've actually seen people healing, then I can tell you that, yes, you can heal too. But if I've never seen people healing and everybody has to be on medication for the rest of their life, then I can only tell you that. So that does not mean that that is your absolute truth. Please do trust your intuition. You do have that ability when your cut on your skin can heal, an internal problem can heal. Yeah. And I am just loving the fact that you believe that and I'm glad that your mother, you know, kind of brought that into your life early on and you being in California. I think everything just helped to be able to, you know, give you that push to take control of your health and heal your own body. Yes, and I thank you for that. I'm oh. glad that, you know, we were able to meet yes. and that you were able to assist with this. Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, it's an I'm honor always. That. It's always an honor, especially when we realize that it's a partnership. It's not yes. like, you know, where I give you medications, you go home and just take them. But it's a partnership where, you know, we communicate. We actually, you know, are going to hold hands and take you to the other side. That is the goal of it. And whenever people are that way, like, you know, when patients come and they're ready to hold my hand and walk this path then I'm forever grateful because they inspire me you inspire me you motivate me you actually make me get up every day and go to work so thank you for that and I thank you too all right (laughs) thank you so much Rebecca so that's all for today we'll come back with another amazing interview next time I know you have things to do and places to be and you chose to listen to me thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I'm Dr. Samya Sridharan, and it is an absolute honor to be heard by you. I hope you enjoyed and learned something from this episode. Show us some love and share with your friends and family. And be sure to tune in to our next episode in two weeks. Much love and help. Until then.